Welcome to the Wake and Rake Podcast, featuring World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and MLB journalist Danny Vietti. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Now, here's Danny and Will. Get out the way, get out the way, get out the way, yeah. What's good, party people? Episode 6 of the Wake and Rake podcast. Welcome, Danny Vietti, Will Middlebrooks. He's giving me a funny look already. That means we're in for a pretty good episode already. <laughs> I just, I didn't understand what you were saying when you said episode 6, as you said, what's up, 6? I thought your Wi-Fi was going out again. Look, this is a true Wake and Rake podcast. Your boy over here on the West Coast is just waking up. I got my coffee ready to roll. I'm my third cup already. I'm flying high right now. Nonetheless, we have some good news, though. We have good news. We have a great show. A whole lot of baseball to talk about on this episode. We're going to talk about Conforto's hit by pitch or lack thereof. We'll talk about the biggest starts or best starts this season, too, between the Angels. The disappointing start for the Yankees. We have a lot, a lot to get to on this episode. And before we start, we have great news. So the Wake and Rake podcast has now partnered with Mammoth Coolers. Use discount code Wake and Rake for 20% off Mammoth Cooler products, including drinkware and gear. We have one more partnership to announce. This one with Rowdy Energy, the official energy drink of the Texas Rangers. Will, you used to play for the Texas Rangers. Weird how that connection. Uh, my best friend growing up had uh, season tickets, and we I grew up going to Rangers games. I'm a huge, I was a huge Rangers fan growing up. That was the only team I could go see in person unless I drove all the way down to Houston. But Arlington was like less than an hour from my house mm-hmm. so we would go watch their games all the time so tune that's pretty future, cool yeah tune into future wake and rake episodes for discount codes and more with rowdy energy look at us yeah later yeah later this week we should have information on, on rowdy um i got some of their product here a few days ago and it's really good it's healthy mm-hmm. it's not loaded with all the crap that other energy drinks are which whatever dan you're not really a, a, a energy drink guy i am i have kids no uh, that i have to keep alive so i need energy for that so i'm fired up for this um and getting to know the good people over at rowdy and, and mammoth who i've been um a part of I've, I've been partnered personally uh with mammoth over the past year and they're great people over there great product and uh yeah hopefully you guys can get you guys locked in with some product with them we'll have plenty for giveaways as well um, and now let's get to some baseball because this first week of baseball, week and a half of baseball, there's been a lot of headlines, like a ton of headlines. Yeah. Before we start, I have a story. So oh God. the reason we are truly waking and raking today is because the Wi-Fi at the Panera Bread I was staking out at yesterday. I was completely, I was going rogue yesterday with Wi-Fi. I just happened to pop on a Panera Bread and it was not working. So this is why we're recording now. So my parents just moved into a new house. They just bought their first house. It's a 55 and up community. They're very pumped about it. <laughs> that said, it's a 55 and up community and we helped them move in. So we, one question we, before, how's the pickleball court? Amazing. <laughs> okay. Dude, Pristine. Amazing. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so we get there, we do our first drop at the house. This is this lady walking by. Keep in mind, this lady, you've seen Happy Gilmore. The, the lady that jumps on the car and she's like, yeah me out of here i mean they are twins she looks just like her and this is no offense to our senior listeners here like 
this is a great like i would live here this is how beautiful this place is but this lady was twins with her mm-hmm. and the misa misa lady and so she's walking her dog right next to us and my fiance was in a really good mood we're bumping it's tipsy over the radio and then we have the sunroof open she's she's pumping her hands up in the air she's in a good mood she just had a couple in a retirement community it's a retirement community where if you if you roll down your windows and listen you can normally hear sinatra playing correct yeah and we had all the windows down it was a good time and long story short her purse got latched onto the gear shift so she put it in neutral but i didn't realize it was a neutral so i'm trying to put i'm trying to go and so basically this lady's walking her dog and she's like misa misa and we're revving our engine and it's it's tipsy on the club it's not moving now <laughs> so we did not make friends with my parents neighbors like i can't imagine you guys bumping club music and you revving your prius right in, like right there it's a rav4 oh sorry not I'm a bad. prius Still a Toyota, not a Prius. I was close. I was close. I was more just judging your character and guessing. I was really trying to go live with this podcast from a 55 and up community because that would have been. I would have loved it. We tried. We, we, the effort was there. Yeah. The effort was there. The uh, execution was not. No, it's not. It was very skippy. We didn't want to give you guys a crap product because that's not what we do. Thanks a lot, Panera Bread. Yeah, appreciate that with your broccoli cheddar bread bowl overpriced sandwiches all right Next baseball baseball non 55 and up baseball yeah Michael so this Conforto. is our normal sunday night show uh it's a recap mm-hmm. of the week so what what do you want to i mean we have tons of headlines to hit on you you tell me and you just press the button and let me talk so tell me what you want to talk about dan you got your pick of the litter uh, let's start with michael conforto's hit by pitch so new york mets you're a pitcher, so I can't wait to hear you talk about this. New York Mets, Miami Marlins on Friday. Mets had bases loaded. Marlins were pitching, obviously, and Conforto. And, and by the way, I don't blame Conforto because this okay. shit happens all Glad the time. You said that. From a pitcher's perspective, it's just like natural movement. But that being said, he kind of hangs his elbow hangs close to the plate, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. <laughs> was it purposely? I think a little bit, but at the same time, he also. So if you're batting. Look at me right now, Danny. I'm trying to show you. And you turn your back to get hit, your mm-hmm. elbow does go in. Yeah. Now he could have pulled it in and he didn't. I don't I don't know what was going on in his head. The only people I blame in this situation is the umpires. Correct. Because he Ron Culpa literally went to ring him up and then went, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Caught him on his elbow. Got the funny bone. Or his elbow pad. Um, it was a strike, by the way. It was. That's what it, I'm it saying. Ron, that's what I'm saying. Ron Culpa was going to ring him up and then stopped and said, no, it hit him. So you tell me four guys, four umpires, or the three in the field didn't go Ron. You were literally mid lawnmower pool in this guy to ring him up. That's got to tell you one thing. That, that can't be a hit by pitch. It's in the zone or your strike zone is just dog shit. What I changed think. for him? What changed between that strike three to that's hit by pit that well that, that i think transition. that was initial reaction because anytime i mean it happened so fast too we fought these guys but things in the games happen really fast but then they met the umpires met that's the point Why i'm do getting you not at call that's what i was back. saying how could how could one of those guys not be like dude that's not and then it's not reviewable right it's not reviewable so you can blame the umpires not that, you can also <laughs> not that replay works we saw that in the braves game last night we'll get to that in a minute 
And so you can blame the umpires, but you can also blame Major League Baseball for their flawed instant replay system. Yeah, man. I mean, nothing's perfect, but no. The, the oh, dude, the Mets, the Mets broadcast was crushing them, like almost like mad at Conforto. And then I listened to both broadcasts. Mm-hmm. The Marlins were like, "Oh yeah, like it just happens." Like he's kind of trying to turn away from it, and it it was like flip flop. The Mets were like, "I can't believe he do that." <laughs> I'm like, that, dude, you won. What are you my, talking about? That's Miami and New York media markets, right? Exactly. There. They're like, we got to cover <laughs> ourselves here. Yeah, um, Miami's like, eh, oh well. Yeah, tough tough loss for Miami I don't think it's gonna matter at the end of the season for them anyways it could matter for the Mets so we'll leave it at that what do you got next on the menu Joe Musgrove how about that <laughs> San Diego kid throwing a no hitter against Texas what El Cajon is that how it's pronounced El Cajon about 10-15 miles away from San Diego right down the street from San Diego State which he committed to out of high school but right, he ended right, up right. drafted 10 years Dude, that's later. so cool man it, can you believe that's his first no-no in his life that, that's the thing. People don't realize how – I hate to say lucky because I don't want to take away from the performance. No, of you it. have but to be to have lucky. a no-no or a perfect game, perfect game, you have to have everything go right. Whether it's the exactly. major leagues, it doesn't matter if you're pitching in Little League. Okay, You have to have your best stuff. Most of the time, your best stuff. You and need then some you good defense. Definitely have, like he had a couple lineouts. Jose Trevino hit a line drive to right field. Uh, was it David Dahl in the ninth? First mm-hmm. out, hit the line drive to second base, and the second baseman was playing up the middle. Yep, There were some hard-hit balls. Yep. But he also was working that backdoor breaking ball a lot. It was nice. He, was he, he had his good stuff. And the best part is when all the pitchers are like, when did you know you were locked in? And he was like, man, I didn't have my stuff early. But every pitcher's like, my bullpen sucked. Like, yep. I didn't feel it. But that's like hitters, and they have awful BPs, and they go out and hit three homers. You know, it's – I don't know. It's interesting. But that was super cool. Another note about the Padres. I had a buddy who was at the Padres game yesterday, Sunday. Uh, against uh, against the Rangers and said he texted me he was like hey when does uh Tatis Jr. get to come back because he's taking BP and he's hitting crap in the upper deck right now so that's a great sign great sign because if he's hammering balls 480 feet in BP I'm gonna say he's swing speeds in in the game and BP are a little different but if he's hitting balls that far in BP it means he's he's swinging his normal game speed so and he's clearly working on it so I'm guessing when his 10 days are up which I think is Monday or sorry, Friday maybe. I'd have to look. It's sometime this week. Yeah, it's Friday because it happened on. It happened last Monday. There I don't you know. go, I, asking me questions. Okay, I don't, don't worry about it. Anymore. Anyways, when his ten days are up, expect him back. <laughs> expect him back. Nobody's gonna be like hanging on that comment, waiting to see the exact day. So can I can I backpedal on my FTJ stuff? Because I got some new perspective this week. So. I, when people ask me this question, should FTJ get surgery? Should he not? I was like, get surgery now. Get it done sooner rather than later. I'm going to backpedal a little bit, and I'm going to say, if you wait till the end of the season, if you, if you truly can play at 70% for the rest of this season, and then you get surgery first day of the offseason, I think that would be the best of three options. Because yeah. then you have an offseason of about three to four months, and then you miss part of the 2022 season. What's tough with that, though, is like you go through the season and then at the end of the year, like, oh, I'm good. And then it happens again next year. Because <laughs> yeah. if, if you're not, if you're just like, man, like maybe I don't need surgery, which maybe he won't. Who knows? Everybody's body's different. Everybody's body reacts and heals differently uh, and responds differently to injury. So we do know he's a freak. So he could heal like a freak as well. So, but, hey, 
I'm all for either way. If you want to fix them and have them there for the next 20 years, great. But if not, hey, we get to watch one of the best players in the game play. So I'm happy with it either way. Before we move on from Joe Musgrove, got to say this. So I was looking at Joe Musgrove's, just the reason for his success, and I think this explains it. By the way, he already has more wins this year with San Diego than he did all last year with Pittsburgh. He had eight starts last year with Pittsburgh. He had one win with a 3-8 ERA somehow because he got no run support. That's a joke, dude. That's a joke. And it's pitching for Pittsburgh in a nutshell. So Joey Musgrove, why is he having so much success? He's thrown his slider now at a career-high 28% of the time. Okay, he's throwing his slider more than any pitch that he has, more than his fastball, cutter, breaking ball, changeup. Really? He throws his slider more than anything. It's so wait, far. Wait, this what percentage? 28. What percentage is his fastball? I thought his fastball would be like 40. So he doesn't throw a fastball anymore. He throws a cutter more than he does his fastball. So True. now he throws his slider at about 28% of the time. He throws his cutter at about 24, 25% of the time. Fastballs mixed in, changeup mixed in, breaking yeah, I guess. I guess when I'm as a, as, as like, a viewer, I'd see a cutter and I'm thinking, oh, fastball, a cut fastball. Okay. Right. But you're th- saying like this four seamer, two seamer, like he doesn't really. He's not throwing anything straight anymore. And if you look at his hot zones with his slider, it was low and away. Oh, he I was backdooring it all night to the lefties. I was making s'mores on this hot zone. That's how hot <laughs> it was in that low and away corner. He was just s'mores. pounding that, pounding that side of the zone with his slider. So that's you want why some s'mores? Up. S'more what? I don't have anything. It's a Sandlot line. Come on. I'm man. aware. It was like the anniversary. People freak out about Sandlot. Like, like, can we chill on Sandlot? Like, it's a good movie. But, like, is it the best baseball movie of all time? What's your best baseball movie of all time? I love Bull Durham, and I love For Love of the Game. Um, the I, Natural? Eh, it's okay. I think eh. it's a little outdated. You're outdated. Um, <laughs> Major League, I mean. Major League's fantastic. I feel like Major League is, like, number one because it has, like, sequels and – yeah, there's a lot. They're all good too. Well, what's your favorite? I think the major league. I think major league, probably, and then I would go Sandlot, then Bull Durham, then for love of the game, then the natural. Moneyball yeah. two is fantastic. It's good, but I don't think it's like a classic baseball movie that like never gets old. I watch Moneyball once. I don't need to watch it again. I can watch Sandlot. Major League, Bull Durham. Anytime it's on TV, like the late night in the off season on MLB Network, I'm like, oh, Bull Durham, Bull Durham comes on like twice a week. Yeah. Just turn it on and it's good every time. I feel like there's a Sandlot mob just waiting outside of my house because like there's people like that. Like if I put I don't like Sand, which I do like Sandlot, but if I put on Facebook like I don't like Sandlot, my DMs would be just <laughs> You know how good Sandlot's or how long Sandlot is going to be good? Forever. Forever. See what you did there. I had to do that. Okay, let's move on. Trevor Bauer. Yikes. In his, as, I'm going to give you credit here. I don't want to steal your credit. Bauer's sticky situation. Yeah. So he had uh, different baseballs from his last start. They were sent to Major League Baseball to be examined for <laughs> substances. This is a shitty situation, honestly. It's look, MLB. They headlined him and made it seem like it was all about Trevor Bauer. When really, they headlined him. He's the picture. He's the the main picture on the article, and a lot of quotes from him in there, which did not make him happy or his counsel. You know, it was somewhat clickbaity by MLB, which I get it. That's part of the business. But Trevor Bauer can't be mad that 
he's at the front of this. He made himself the poster child of this over the past two years. He came out and said, like, if you're not going to punish people for using it, I'm just going to use it. And then he wanted a Cy Young. Mm -hmm. And we saw the 300 RPM jump on every one of his pitches last year. After he said, if you're not going to punish people or enforce this rule, I'm going to do it. So he clearly did it. So you literally admitted to it. And now you're mad that you're the poster child of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He, I mean, he made, he made MLB look like idiots. So they're probably pissed about that just because, like I said, he, he told them all, if you're not going to enforce it, I'm going to do it. And he didn't get caught. And he won, won a Cy Young at his best season. So I see both sides of it. I see why he's aggravated, but I don't feel like he's in the position to be bothered by that. What Bauer needs to understand is that when you're an M or a, a profile that he has created himself to be, and now you are the highest paid pitcher, you're going to be the headline. Exactly. So he was calling out Ken Rosenthal and other reports because it said Trevor Bauer and other pitchers too. That's the that's the state of the media. And I don't think the media is wrong in doing that. Is it a little part of media part of media, unfortunately, is getting clicks and getting people to read it, and people are gonna read about the highest paid pitcher in the league. And it's factual, it's not as if it's correct. It's no, no, I agree. you are he, the highest paid player in baseball, and, and he, you are and he social on his social platforms made himself a target for this. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. It's a it's a it's a shitty situation. It's just, they're not going to be able to police this like they want. Supposedly, um, who was it? Bob Melvin? I don't remember which one manager came out and said something. We don't know if, how much validity is, there is to it, but supposedly they're studying the baseballs mm -hmm. and looking at the combined substances that everyone uses the most to make a substance that is legal. Supposedly, right. that's right. what's going on behind closed doors. It's not really too say, oh, this guy had this on the ball and this guy had this, so we're going to penalize. I don't think that's the case. I think they're actually trying to find a, a middle ground to let them use stuff but not have like the Bubba Harkins mix from L.A., uh, which is like – which Bauer came out and said it was like firm grip and Coca-Cola melted down, mm -hmm. which is nuts. But <laughs> And you wonder why guys get like blisters or their skin's ripping off their fingers because they're literally gluing their hands to the ball and then throwing 100. His fastball Nuts. spin. His fastball spin has gone up every single season. So he was, this year too. Is there is there enough data? There's probably not enough data. Not enough data yet. Not enough data. But yet. last year he he literally had a 300 RPM jump in his spin rate on every pitch. Every pitch. It's incredible. And I'm not saying that he's breaking any rules here, and that's because of well he maybe no right right. But he also said like he was going to use it. So what I don't care as a hitter. I'm like okay. Initially, my initial thought when it came to sticky substance was i want the i want the pitcher to have control guys are throwing hard i don't want, i don't want to get ear hold or hit in the jugular by 100 like i just don't it doesn't feel good to get hit in the butt i'm gonna hit in the face it's my money maker you know what i'm saying <laughs> and uh <laughs> but the more i read into it it's about spin rate it is 100 and i had a couple pitchers no name pitchers i'm not i'm not going to say who it is reach out to me when we were talking about this on twitter months ago and he said, look, dude, this ain't about control. We're big league pitchers. If we can't throw strikes, we shouldn't be here. This is about gaining an advantage of spin rate and making our shit nasty. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, there it is. <laughs> There's and our answer. 
I, I've backpedaled too because when we had this conversation previously, I was like, well, hitters use pine tar when it comes to hitting. It's gotten a little out of control. Uh, and yeah. I've yeah been, the, pine tar doesn't make me a better hitter. It keeps me from throwing my bat in the stands. I, it helps a little. No, it, it doesn't make you a better hitter. No. <laughs> it, it, you, me, the, me being able to grip the bat doesn't like that's, it, it's not comparable. It leads to more torque more torque if you have the bat slipping from your hands right which it, it shouldn't it shouldn't neither should the ball okay well you know what my last couple of years in the league i didn't use pine tar because i used lizard skin grips and you don't have to use it well you then get the same grip you get the same grip with lizard skin you can just literally spit on your gloves and hold the lizard skin bat and it's like it's not going anywhere so we don't need it that's my point though that that's actually my point though is i've been a big proponent of creating a legal substance for pitchers make it so this was my idea you make it pink or whatever like you don't have to make it pink but something that's very obvious that this is the legal right. substance essentially it's like a pink rosin bag if you will except it's not a yeah, rosin but then bag you're gonna have substance. colored shit all over baseballs okay then it's don't make white it baseball pink. it's a blank canvas for you to draw don't make on. it pink but you know what i'm saying like make it obvious like this is the legal substance don't make it vaseline look like make it have a certain smell Make it sparkly. Let's have sparkly baseballs. You're so California. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Let's move on. I'm sick of talking about this. I know you're going to love talking about this. J.D. Martinez and the Red Sox have won six straight games. Let's go, baby. Being swept by Baltimore in that opening series. J.D.'s been crushing the baseball. Rafael Devers has been crushing the baseball. Raffy didn't get hot till this last series. He hit three homers in three days. But JD, my goodness, Jumbo Dong Martinez, bro. Yeah, I said it. That's uh from our friend Jared Carabas. Carabas, I don't know how to say your name, Jared. You you named him Jumbo Dong. If you're listening, you're probably not. So, 2020 JD, short for Jumbo Dong, hit um 213. He hadn't had that bad of a year since he was with the Astros back in the day before he, you know, rebuilt his swing. He had seven homers last year, 27 ribbies. I don't know how many games he played, less than 60, probably about 50. 2021 so far through 36 at bats, he's hitting 472. He's already got five homers and 16 stakes. And the Sox are six and three for first place Sox. It's nine games in. I get it. But Baltimore's also in second. So who knows how this is going to shake out. I think if the Sox, I think if Pavetta and Garrett Richards keep having decent starts, mm-hmm. they're going to be in a really good spot because let's look up in June and Chris Sale comes back and makes 10, 12 starts. Who knows what we're going to get from him. But nasty Nate Valdi. Got Martin Perez. Eddie Rodriguez. They're going to be competitive. Just- they're going to be competitive, dude. It's like... But I mean, they're gonna they're down. gonna need to stay healthy. They're gonna, but I think they're gonna. I I said this from the beginning. I picked the over on their on their win loss, mm-hmm. on their win total. I mean, which was um, seventy nine. And I and I said I thought they'd be competitive, and I still thought they were a third place team in this division at best. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, are the Yankees gonna turn around? They've been very disappointing. Very very. They have been. I mean, they you play been. the Orioles. You play the. I mean, Blues. Tampa's better. I mean. I think Toronto is better than what they're showing. I just don't know what we – their pitching just isn't good enough. 
I don't know. Their offense is fun. I love the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think Boston ends up being more competitive than everyone gives them credit for. You know, we're, we're not at 10 games in yet. <laughs> Let's jump to conclusions. That's what we do. But I, I like this team. They're hitting uh, and, and they're pitching. And, and their guys who aren't supposed to be pitching are pitching decent. So that's a huge start. It's a good start for, the, for my Bull Sox. The standings, look, it's been a week and a half through the season. Nine right. games in. Way too early to predict any kind of playoff projections or anything like that. With that being said, the standings look kind of as we expected, except for the American League East. So the American League East, Boston's in first place at six and three. Behind them, Baltimore at four and five, Yankees four and five, Tampa Bay four and five, Toronto four and five. Go across the divisions. Everybody's like two or three games out. That's nothing. Right. If you go across the divisions, though, like AL Central, Cleveland's in first place at five and three, but Minnesota's right behind them at five and four. AL West, Houston's in first place. NL East, Philadelphia and Atlanta are battling. NL Central, Cincinnati's up there. NL West, the Dodgers are on pace to win about 126 games, which is ridiculous. But it's kind of funny how we're a week and a half through the season, and the teams we were expected to be competitive and the teams that we were expecting to contend for a division title are pretty much there. And the teams that we were expecting. The only one I'm not seeing – too much yet i mean it's only been four or five games or four games the mets but they've only literally played four games so and one game they stole i used to say that they should be one and four i mean they that was to win the game though that wasn't to tie the game was tied who said they didn't go on to win the game fair fair they shouldn't be two and six i'm not going to say they should be or excuse me they shouldn't be two and three though it should be uh, two two well, yesterday four. sucked man they they the team sent the team out to start the game and then 10 minutes into the first inning rain yeah stroman's out there like and then you waste your starter they go in a rain delay and stroman can't go back out there not i mean who knows what he looked really good his first start who said he doesn't shut him down and they win but the mets don't do well when their pitchers pitch well (laughs) look at a losing record and he has a two era over his last two and a half seasons Saved to Jacob DeGrom. I, and it, the weird thing about DeGrom losing all these games is that the Mets haven't been a bad team. Okay, they've been to the World Series with Jacob DeGrom. In what, 15, 2015? Correct. And after that, they weren't the best team. The, the Mets have finished in, you know, third, fourth. Oh, they're in the mix, yeah. But they're never they're in the just, mix, but they're never bad. They're, I think they're built for success this year. But their offense is bad with Jacob DeGrom on the mound. For whatever reason, it's one of those weird baseball anomalies. It is. It's the Pedro effect. They had that. They used to say that in Boston. Pedro would pitch his ass off one hit through seven, eight innings, and they just wouldn't score. Do you think there's there's a lack of anticipation and a lack of pushing the envelope when you have a starter like that on the mound? So your ace is going out there, and you're in the lineup. Are you thinking, well, we don't have to score that much? Yeah, we only had scored three, four runs a day, so maybe a little bit. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's a thought process at all. I've, I've been in that situation. I don't. No, I don't think so. Um, I think at this point, more than anything, they're aware of how shitty they've been when he's on the mound, and I think that thought makes them press to do more. And when you do that in Major League Baseball, you do less. <laughs> so I think that plays into it. I think that is in their head, like, we have to score. we got to stop playing like this when he pitches. And then putting that extra pressure on yourself, that it just doesn't help. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the Yankees and Aaron Judge's consistent injury issues, their disappointing start. We'll talk a little bit about Ronald Acuna. We'll talk about that Phillies-Braves ending. 
that misplay at home. I shouldn't say misplay. I should say miss call at home play. And we'll talk about our most impressive teams and most disappointing teams coming up next. Welcome back to the Wake and Rake podcast. Remember, Mammoth Coolers. Use discount code Wake and Rake for 20% off Mammoth Cooler products, including drinkware and gear. Let's talk about the ending between the Phillies and Braves last night. So sack fly to left field. Alec Baum's running home. It looked and appeared the ball, as if, the ball beat him by 10 feet too. It looked and appeared as if he was safe at first. But then when you look at the instant replay to this day, to this time at it's 8:27 AM on Monday, he still hasn't touched home play. That was, I don't even know the point of replay because the, at first they show. So my initial thought was, Oh, he snuck his foot in there, you know? And then they show the replay. They show two angles where you can't really tell the, you know, there's not really any depth perception of his foot's in the air or not. Uh, and then they finally, towards the end of the review, show another from behind the umpire. And that's the money shot. His foot, mm-hmm. he goes to try to leave his foot down because it's, there's a replay now. So you have to get that foot down, which I think is dangerous going into home plate because those cleats stick in that clay and you can really hurt your ankle. But um, it clearly pops up and he tries to put it back down, but he goes over the plate, goes past it by a couple inches. And I thought it was very clear. I thought this was an awful call, an awful job by the umpires in New York because they get way more angles than we get on TV on the broadcast. So I'm not real sure how they missed that and said that they couldn't overturn that. I thought that was very clear. And another reason that I thought even the umpires on the field who were watching it on the big screen in the stadium agreed that, you know, they missed it, but they couldn't overturn it. They didn't throw Snitaker out. Snitaker came out and was pissed yelling his mask is like all over his face he kept trying to put it back on it's like over an eye patch and then it's over his mouth <laughs> he was and he and you're not supposed to be able to come out and argue a replay decision at all if you come out and say anything about it they toss you send you to the showers not once and he was out there for a couple minutes they never told him to calm down they never told him to go back to the dugout so that tells me they understood the position they were in I've not been able to overturn it, even though it looked like that he missed the plate. One of my issues with instant replay, let me compare it to this. There's a bank robbery. You have them on video stealing the money. So that you're in your court case, right? However, that video was acquired by the lawyer or by the PI illegally. So you're not, it's impermissible in court. And that's what instant replay, and we all know that's total crap because you can literally watch the suspect. But legally. But legally. So with, with, with this Alec Baum play, we can literally see on the screen that Alec Baum did not touch home plate, yet the Phillies ended up winning the game because of that play. <laughs> it's yeah. There's a lot wrong with our judicial system, and I don't want to get political here. But now we're seeing a a lot wrong with instant replay. And how is it 2021 and we still don't have an umpire in the booth just doing instant replay by himself? Yeah, no, I agree. Why do you not? Well, I just want them to be accountable too. Like I want to hear you talk after the game like the players do. Like you you impact the game a lot too, especially in a call like that. We want to hear your explanation. I want to say with Ron Culpa, he did say, look, I – I screwed the pooch with Conforto. Yeah, yeah, which is which is rare. Ron Culpa is always right. He's that guy when you're hitting and you're like, Ron, that's off. He's like, no, it's not. 
<laughs> or like, Ron, I'm going to go take a look at that one. And he's like, all right. And you come back the next bag. And you're like, Ron, that was eight inches off the plate. It was another batter box. And he goes, no, it wasn't. I'm like, bro, I just watched it. Who's the worst umpire you've had? Worst? I, I just, mean, I mean, I'm okay with human error. Like you're going to miss calls. Just like I'm going to boot balls and strike out and chase sliders in the dirt. Mm-hmm. You're human. That's part of, that's the beauty of baseball, the human aspect. That's why I don't like the idea of robot umpires. Um, the worst. I mean, Angel Hernandez is terrible, but at the same time, you can still talk to him. If you're going to be bad and you can't say like, Hey, will I miss that? Yeah. Like you can't be accountable. Um, that's what pisses me off. That's what pisses every player off is when you can be like, oh, man, I had that off. The best is when the umpire goes, you know what? It was close. I'll, I'll take a look at it. Mm-hmm. That's all I want is you to recognize that when, when guys are just, when umpires miss a call and you know it, you know when they miss them and you're like, man, come on, that's off. Let's go. And they're like, what? And they get all defensive and start yelling at you. That's an issue. Mm-hmm. Just realize it's okay. You're wrong sometimes too. You're going to make mistakes. It's just the ones that, can't accept that that those are the ones you don't like ron Ron is one of them joe west is joe west is one of them yeah joe oh yeah wild joe west you you ever heard his country music no you need to look up joe west country music is it right next to bowers album uh it's worse (laughs) it's worse did you have a favorite umpire favorite oh is this guy named laz diaz Oh yeah, he's one, of my, he's one of my favorites. He's just fun, and you can talk to him, and he's normally pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I'm blanking on names. I see so many faces. I have a memory of Joe. So Joe West, my rookie year, my first road trip, uh, we go to Kansas City. He's behind the plate in the first game, and he knows I'm a young rookie on a veteran team, and he's just staring at me. I'm stepping in the box, go, hey, uh, I think Salvador Perez. Salvi, what's up, buddy? I knew Salvi from, like, earlier in the minor leagues. Salvi, what's up, buddy? I I literally said Mr. West. Like, I didn't say Joe. Like, I was being respectful. Like, I'm a rookie. Mr. West. West? Like, Kanye West. Sup, bruh? Like, throw up the west side? Yeah. No. (laughs) Like, Mr. West, how you doing? He just stares through my, like, soul. Doesn't say a word. And I'm like, got it. Dig in. Homer to right. Come with my next at bat. <clears throat> Just don't even look at him that time. I hit a double off the very top of the wall in center. Third at bat, come up. Uh, remember the little Tim Collins? Oh, yeah. He threw me a changeup. I hit it off the foul pole and left. So I went homer to right, almost homer to center, homer to left. And um, fourth at bat, I come up there, and I was digging in. And Joe West goes, hey, kid. And at the time, I, it was, like, cool to have, like, really baggy pants. Like, that was a cool, like, he goes, hey, kid, good swings, but get some pants that fit. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, yes, sir, Mr. West. <laughs> and great. after that point, like, we ha- we shared that laugh. After that, the next day, he was at third base because they rotate that way. And he was super cool to me. It's like he was just kind of breaking me in. And I had a really good game, so I think I, like, impressed him. And I think I was being very respectful and calling him Mr. West. And he loved that. He loves that. He's those old umpires just want respect. That's all they want because they're old school. So yep. that was, that's my one Joe wild Joe West story. I love that. <laughs> where, okay. Where, where would you guess without having Wikipedia in front of you, where would you guess Joe West grew up? Probably like South Dakota. Go a little bit more East and a little bit more South. 
Wyoming. East? Oh, I thought you said I thought you said west. <laughs> Did you say west? <laughs> west? Um, try Chicago. North, try North Carolina. Oh, wait. A lot more east and a lot more south. You said a little east. Well, you I said was, such you said little east that I went west. I was I was North Carolina. Yeah, I can see that. It's country out there. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait. We're talking about that replay. I can't not talk about Acuna last night in this past series. Yeah. Dude is a true five-star player. Five-star. Five-tool. Five-star, too. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. He's five of them. Mm-hmm. He, he is on – Brandon McCarthy tweeted this. I thought it was a really good line. Ronald Acuna Jr. is playing on Planet Trout now. Yeah. He, he has been. He just hasn't done it for the duration yet. I mean, he has been on Trout. Correct. But what's – how old is he? I believe he's 23 now. Yeah, man. We're not – like, he's going to keep getting better. That ball he beat out in the first is 23. He was like, a, I, I kept timing it on my phone trying to get a time. It was like, a, I kept getting 3.8, 3.8 over and over again. Anything under four is ridiculous to first base. So Ronald Acuna has the fifth fastest sprint speed this season. Jesus, who's faster? Tim LaCastro is faster. Trey Turner. Oh, LaCastro. He got 28 straight bags, right? I saw that video he tweeted. That was Very really cool. cool with his mom. Yeah. yeah Tim LaCastro, 28 for 28 to start his career at set an MLB record. The cleats are going to Cooperstown, and then he gave the base to his mom right after. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Cool moment. Can't wait for that thing to just uh, collect dust in her formal dining room. (laughs) Yeah, why you got to be such a such a cynical bastard? It's not cynical. I'm. It's real. What's she gonna do? Put a hole in her kitchen floor and step on it every day? Like, no, it's gonna go sit in a corner. It was a touching video. It was. I'm. just being realistic now it's just gonna go sit in a corner and collect collect dust by the way she's not gonna plug it in in the backyard and like round the bag while she's watering the flowers like (laughs) all right man let's get to our last uh oh no we got to talk aaron judge real quick look aaron judge again missing more games this past weekend and week he was in the lineup didn't go in the io he didn't go on the io but this this is a recurring three games this is a recurring theme when it comes to aaron judge what if I told you this? Since 2018, Curtis Granderson, who has who retired in 2000 after the 2019 season, Yasiel Puig, who has not played since 2019, Greg Garcia, who is a utility backup reserve infielder, all of those players have played more games than Aaron Judge since 2018. That's an issue. Yeah, but when they played, I bet they weren't as impactful as Judge. That's fine, but the problem is if you're not in the lineup, you're not impactful at all. No, oh, I, I, I get it, man. And I, I love – I love. so before I say what I'm going to say, I just want to put out there that I absolutely love everything about Aaron Judge. Top the way player. he plays the game, the way yeah. he lives his life, what he represents as a human being, all the off-the-field things he does, charitable, um, giving back to the community. He does everything the right way. He does things the Jeter way. Yep. Honestly. Um. But at what point do the New York Yankees have to look in the mirror? Well, they, they know they're not going to be able to. So, so he's arb his third arbitration. He's eligible for his third arbitration after this year. He's making like $10.5 million this year on a one-year deal. Yep. They're not going to extend him. If they do, it's going to have to be cheap. They're not going to give them $200 million. Like this is your third arbitration is when your star players tend to get their, get a, their first big deal if they haven't had one yet. You can't. It's not financially responsible right now. 
Um, he has the capability of being a top five player in baseball when he's healthy, but he's just not healthy. So at what point are the Yankees saying, do we try to keep him for cheap or do we try to sell him? Do we try to trade him? I can't picture him in another uniform. I think Aaron judge in pinstripes is good for baseball. It's good for the East coast. It's good for a New York market. Uh, it's good for the ALEs. It's good for everything, but man, obliques you can't play with either. I've, I've had that issue where you're sore for a couple of days. I played through it, ended up blowing out against Shamanaya. I'm uh, popping my oblique, and then I was out for two months. That's what you want to avoid. And he even said, like, Aaron Boone said, look, we're just trying to avoid a, a, a longer issue. You know, he's back out there. Hopefully that's it. Hopefully that's all that comes of it. But then, unfortunately, it's like, what's next? Mm-hmm. What's next? And I hate to say that. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe – uh, at the beginning, he was my AL. He was my pick to win AL MVP because I thought, I know the guy who runs their strength and conditioning program. I know how much of a genius Eric Cressy is when it comes to the human body and athletes, and I trust the fact that he would have them ready. and And, and I still think he will. This maybe this is nothing. Maybe he this this part of his decision to keep him out for three days and include that off day. So, I I'm still sticking with Aaron Judge, and I think he. I'm going to go a healthy Aaron Judge this year. I am. And then we're going to look up at the end of the year and say, what now? What do they do when they go to arbitration? That's going to be the conversation. It's a broken record at this point. It is, and it sucks, but it is what it is. I don't want to be that guy that slams on guys being injured because it's not his fault. Dude, okay, he doesn't you control his injuries. Body. I'm your guy. He, he can't control whether his oblique strains. He can't. Right. And this isn't like a lack of him working. It's he came out and said, this was a product of overworking. Mm-hmm. So I need to limit my swing. So they've literally been keeping a, a swing counter on him, which I think is smart. You need do what you got to do to keep him on the field because you're a much better lineup when a healthy Aaron judge is in, in your four hole, three hole, two hole. Right. It doesn't matter where he is. Yeah. From the outside looking in though, your centerpiece can't be a guy that's limited in swings. Your centerpiece has to be a guy like DJ LeMahieu. Well, no, no, no. You can limit. No, no. That's not true. He can have limited swings and still kick ass in the game. Your BP numbers and what you do in the cage. He hasn't shown that he's... Five o'clock hitters have yet to win an MVP. So the limited swing things is not an issue. You can still build your team around him if he's on the field performing. I was being facetious here. My point is... Well, I'm not... Okay, go ahead. My point is you have to be on the field to be a centerpiece. He's not been on the field. So to me, from the outside looking in... The Yankees need to look elsewhere because you tried this for three years now. You yeah. tried this. Well, if you want a face years. of your team, LeMahieu's like a trout when it comes to so mark- markability. We gave this hypothetical. I was talking with my pops this weekend. And I said, if you're Brian Cashman and this hypothetical of you have to get rid of either Judge or DJ LeMahieu, who would you get rid of? Judge. Judge. Because he hasn't been on the field. Even though Judge is a better player. When well, LeMahieu, it's 330 every year. <laughs> He hits less homers. He drives in less runs, but he's healthy. He's on the field. Yeah. yeah. That's that sixth tool. So, look, right. Yankees, in my opinion, it's still early. We could Maybe Judge does play 140 games this year. I don't know. But the problem is we've been saying this for three years now. Judge is going to be healthy this year. The Yankees are going to reach the World Series again and raise the trophy once more, and Judge is going to be the MVP. And, again, we're, we're – And, unfortunately, back. history shows – the older you get, the more injuries you get. So, especially for big guys, for big guys, your bodies tend to break down the older you get. So, yep. it's not, 
it's not trending in the right direction. Um, let's get into uh, we have most impressive team and most impressive player so far through the first, I don't know, nine, ten games. You want to start us off, Stud? How about oh, your yeah, most, I'll go. most impressive I'll go. team so far through the first seven, eight games this year? Ten Dodgers. Games. It's Dodgers. They're eight and two. I mean, that's an easy pick for me. There's There's some other good teams out there, but the most impressive to me, Let's not get too bored with their excellence. We don't talk we, Dodgers because they're boring. I don't want to say boring because, like you just no, said, don't get bored can, with their excellence. Hey, that's a great way to be boring. Consistently yes. good and on track to win 120 games. Yep. All right. That's how good they are. They're pitching. Kershaw, everybody Everybody looks pretty good. Um, my impressive player is J.D. Martinez. I mean, not only – I mean, he's hitting 472 with 5 and 16, 36 at bats. That's – well, and it's really hard to do coming off a year where you got your ass kicked mm-hmm. and you have everyone telling you you're done, you're you're screwed, like your 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 career's over, you're never gonna be the same hitter again. And this is just a big F you to everybody who said that because he is a elite hitter. Um, maybe there's something going on health wise last year, but we just don't know. There's so much you know, it's teams are very secretive about injuries that people, players are playing through because when it comes to free agency and all that, you don't want other teams to know what's going on. That's why they do that. But um yeah, JD looks good. It doesn't matter what pitch, what count, what location. He's seeing a, a beach ball right now. He and his OPS is fifteen eighty three. What a joke! If anybody's OPS is over nine hundred, for listeners that aren't familiar, anything over nine hundred is very good. Yeah, I think average is about seven fifty. Right, that's what I'm saying. Over nine hundred is like a really good player. Over a thousand is elite. So. And he's almost at 2,000. <laughs> I like that. So I'm going to go Angels Homer times two. So the most impressive team to me, and by the way, I, the most impressive team objectively has been the Los Angeles Dodgers at eight and two. Yeah. They've been the best team. Angels are overperforming though. I agree. So we're Over, staying yeah. in LA. All right. So the, I'm staying in LA. I'm staying West Coast because I'm always West Coast biased. So with the Angels and what they've done on offense, Jared Walsh, the Angels finally realized that Jared Bro. Walsh is probably a better player than Albert Pujols at this point. At career. this point, correct. So Jared Walsh, Shohei Otani, Mike Trout. I mean, man, they got a lot of pop in that line. They got a lot of headlines, bro. I love that team. Fifth in the and, and Trout, Trout is like, looks just as good as he's ever looked right now. Looks better almost, really. Yeah. I feel like he's missing the, the speed aspect he had earlier in his career. Yeah, maybe. But he but, looks good in the outfield too. It's just like he just choosing not to use it on the yeah. bases. Well, it helps. You're watching. I watched a lot of these highlights, and guys are throwing like, why are you throwing pitches down the middle? Like fastballs down the middle. What do you think he's gonna? He's the best player in baseball. What do you? He's gonna lose it. He's gonna hit it to the highway. Like it's a testament to that's a testament to his plate discipline, though. He works himself into good counts. Well, Perfect. good hitters don't miss cookies. Most um, most impressive hitter for me. I'm staying with the Angels. Like I said, I'm big time Angels homer this season. Shohei Otani. He's doing he's a pitcher. He's... <laughs> okay. Three dingers hitting two, 290 this season. He's driving in runs. And then he also did it on the mound in his first start, too. And now they so, skipped his last start, which was disappointing. Right. But, man, he's doing on both sides of the ball. That's been most impressive to me. That's incredible. We've never seen that I love at this man. level. I love that team. Now, if they can just – just can they pitch? You know, I, Bundy looked good. Mm-hmm. I think they need Cobb and Haney, Quintana, like those guys to just be average. If you can just be average and let Otani and Bundy be your guys with that offense, 
you don't have to post a sub four ERA. Mm-hmm. Just be sub five. Yep. And Heaney was much better in his last start too. But he was. He was much better. But the Angels had a five two seven ERA, not the. Best. Let's go the other side, and you can start this time. Most disappointing for me has been unequivocally the Oakland A's. And okay. you can make the case for the Yankees too, but they've the, picked it up a little bit the last few days, but they won um, two. Yeah. Two games in Houston. They won dude, two straight. A hey, winning well, streak. Why, why I say that's impressive is because Houston is a really hard place to win. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's a tough place to play and Houston's the best team in that division by far, in my opinion. Yeah. I, yeah. No, maybe, okay. Maybe not by far. No, no I shouldn't say by far because the angels are good, but Houston's the best team in that division. Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's much argument for that. Not at this point, but Oakland, their offense has been very like they'll score a couple runs in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, but it's very late and not much to it. Their pitching has yeah. been disappointing. Lazardo looked better in his second start, but Bassett yeah. hasn't looked great. The Oakland A's have been very disappointing to me. And then for me, most disappointing player, we already talked about him, the aforementioned Aaron Judge. I expected a lot from him. I was Again, broken record. I was expecting this finally to be the year for the judge and the Yankees and Bro, disappointing again. He missed three games. He didn't go on the I.L., so maybe this isn't a series. I think this is literally them dodging a bullet, and he's going to be okay. But you can still be disappointed. All right. My most disappointing team is the New York Yankees. They're built to go back to the World Series. They are. They're built to win the A.L. They don't look like that right now. They're pitching okay. They're not pitching as well as they should. Um, Kluber, Tyone, they look okay. They need them to be a little better than okay. Um, But staying with the Yankees, I'm not going disappointing player. I'm going disappointing players. Yankee lineup. I have some numbers for you. Okay. Number crunch. 698 OPS ranks them 16th. 370 slugging percentage ranks them 18th. Nine home runs in that stadium. Uh, 21st. The Yankees lineup win or Yankees win when that lineup is powerful and they hit and they slug and they hit for power. Mm-hmm. Those numbers tell you right there they aren't hitting for power. No. And that is a very good lineup. Much better with a healthy judge. So maybe this week looks different. Um, but they have several guys not doing much. Now it's early. I think they'll be okay. I still think they win the division because they're just talent-wise, matchup-wise, they're better than everyone in the division. I think it comes together, but I am very disappointed in in their play so far. I share that sentiment. Tell us across our social media channels, at Wake and Rake Pod, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Tell us who you're most disappointing and most impressive teams so far are this season. This is a fun episode, my brother. Yeah, that was good, man. I like our recaps. Maybe, maybe, maybe moving forward, we'll get some more information on rowdy energy drinks. Maybe we have, maybe we should call this show Rowdy Roundup, Rowdy Ooh. Recap. You're rowdy, a sucker. You're, you're a sucker for dad pun. Rowdy Rewind. I like Rowdy Roundup. I might wear a cowboy hat for this show. Will texts me every time. Like he'll send me a funny dad joke, and he's like, he'll send me the joke, and then he'll be like, "You see what I did there?" Every time. You're a young kid. I gotta make sure you're, you're on the same wavelength. We'll talk to you guys later this week for another episode of the Wake and Rate Podcast. Adios, people.